Welcome to this episode of the Infotainment Podcast. Your host today will be Randy with the smooth and sexy voice every podcaster dreams of. I would like to welcome you and you and especially you to this episode of Infotainment. I would especially like to welcome my hardcore fans who have stuck with this program for a long time in Madrid, Spain, Frankfurt, Germany, Hutchinson, Kansas, Alexandria, Virginia. I think you deserve a round of applause. Please tell a friend about the program. Thanks so much for sticking with it. For those of you who sometimes peruse the Urban Dictionary, I got my first phrase published today. It is called Side Chick Hustle. I won't define it. I'll let you look that up. And it's under the name uh, John, J-O-N, Cox Toastin, C-O-X Toastin. I'm so proud. (laughs) I got the idea from the name I titled my last podcast. So I thought it was kind of funny. You might check that out if you do uh, look at uh, the Urban Dictionary for a laugh at times. Well, I do have a stinky airline story that will make you go, You! (laughs) After you hear it. (laughs) Causing a stink. Whoop. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That was a stink. You know, personal sound effect. Yep. (laughs) Woman throws more fuel onto fire airplane etiquette. Debate after demanding that parents stop changing their baby's smelly diapers mid-flight, only to be yelled at by mom for lack of understanding. Why do you always have to deter these things? An unnamed Reddit user has sparked furious outrage. She revealed a couple changed their baby's stinky diaper during mid-flight. Somebody call security! The 28-year-old reignited the conversation surrounding airplane etiquette. (laughs) What made it, uh, I can understand the the outrage, actually, because she changed the stinky diaper on the food tray. How dare you! You know what, Greta? I totally agree with you on this one. (laughs) Happy now, ass wipe. That's just sick. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. She uh, reignited the heated conversation regarding etiquette just days after a pilot revealed his ultimate rules for traveling. The 28-year-old was revealed that she was yelled at by a couple after begging with them to not change a smelly diaper in the middle of their seat. She questioned if she was in the wrong in a thread titled, 
am I the a-hole for telling the parents to go to the bathroom to change their child's diaper? No, I don't think so. I think it was it would have been common courtesy to go to the airplane's bathroom to do that. Right. I haven't been into a airplane bathroom in a long time, though I'm getting ready to uh, take a long flight here in a couple of months. But, you know, I wonder if now if the uh, airplane bathrooms have like those uh, tables that can come down for the parents and stuff. Well, maybe they do. Can you imagine if the flight crew did not clean off that food tray before the next flight? Oh, Somebody yeah. has a meal on that. <laughs> yeah, gross. Well, maybe that mother, maybe that mother had to, you know, later on in the day or something. Yeah, she certainly wouldn't have ate off it, would she? I would hope not. That brings up <laughs> another. Ew. Let's see. What does it say? I was on a flight for several hours, seated behind a couple with a baby. I'm a a real nauseous flyer, so I took a Dramamine ahead of time and did my best to get some sleep during the flight. This didn't happen because of the baby's crying, but oh well. I know flights are scary and stressful for infants, and there was nothing anyone could do about that. What got me was a couple changing their uh, baby's extremely stinky number two diaper. Hmm in the middle of the uh, of their seats, using the mom's food tray as a changing table. <laughs> we were at the back of the plane right by the bathrooms, which I confirmed had baby changing tables. When I had to go back there to throw up after the smell hit me, I didn't say anything the first time, but the second time I heard them, Go into the diaper bag a couple hours later. I asked if they could please go use the plane bathroom instead of exposing everyone on the plane to that smell. The mom went off on me, went off on me, and said I had no idea how stressful it is to travel with an infant, which is true. I don't have kids. The flight attendant at the back of the plane agreed with me and asked them to only use the bathrooms to change their baby. Plus, a few minutes later, the pilot made an announcement that all diaper changing needed to be done in the bathrooms, after which both parents looked extremely annoyed. <laughs> oh, well. For asking them to stop changing their baby in the middle of the plane and inadvertently bringing it uh, up to the flight crew. Uh, I got some stuff blocking some of this story. The, there was a post that read, I was on a flight for several hours. Oh, that's kind of, okay. Yeah, it kind of repeats what she huh. said. There was some response. Perfect uh, Pornello 3. That's disgusting. Entitled parents make things worse for everyone around them. <laughs> well, that article, a couple, it answered a couple of things. said there was baby-changing stations in the bathrooms. So they should have had the common sense to go back there and use it in the first place. And second, you know, she said that you don't know how hard it is to travel, which I'm sure is 100% true. However, 
if you go to a store, Walmart, Target, don't matter. I'm sure it's just as hard in those situations as well. And the bathrooms there have uh, the baby, you know, changing stations. So really, there's no excuse not to other than maybe it's just hard to get out of the seat with a baby. And my response to that would be, well, then sit in the aisle seat so it's a little easier. So yeah, sounds like she was just being a, a pain about the whole situation or both her and her husband. You know, yeah. common sense just tells you to. Yeah, she might have used the excuse, well, those bathrooms are so small. Well, the other lady should have used the air sickness bag and said, you know what, the first time you changed the diaper, what I had to do, I threw <laughs> up because of it. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Someone else said, NTA pilot here. This is what the bathrooms are for. You aren't alone in an aircraft. And having an infant doesn't excuse you from antisocial behavior. If you can't respect your fellow passengers, you probably shouldn't be flying. I'm willing to bet if they were on the receiving end, they would be the first to complain. I have had many urine and fecal stories from my flights, and I have uh, zero tolerance for inexcusable behavior. Accidents are fine. We're all human, and I have empathy for people with medical issues. Laziness and entitlement are where I draw the line. Flying is a privilege, not a right. I have no problem revoking that privilege where people who uh, th these people don't uh, play well with others. Hmm. Yeah, using the food tray really hit me on that one. Yeah, that would be a that would be gross. And uh, you know, when she after she got the diaper change, what did she do with the diaper? Mm. You know, did she hand it to the stewardess and say, hey, would you throw this away for me? <laughs> throw it out the emergency exit. <laughs> yeah, we got a story on that coming up here a little bit later, too, something similar to that. But, uh, yeah, you know, or did she actually get up and go to the bathroom and throw it away? And if she did, why didn't she just take the baby in there in the first place? I was, uh, yeah. Or did she stick it back in her purse? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oops, need a Kleenex? Oh, sorry, this one's got something on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I got a bus ride out to uh, uh, South Dakota coming up, going to Deadwood for a couple days with my sister for a gambling junket. And, uh, uh, if at all possible, I'm not going to. Tried, uh, not going to use the bathroom at the back of the bus <laughs> just for the uh, inconvenience of the passengers who have to sit right near the bathroom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, I was also contemplating a flight to Europe, too, later this fall during Oktoberfest, uh, Volksfest. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's a long flight. And uh, hopefully nothing like that would happen. Mm. Getting back to the uh, the bus rides here for a minute. You know, those things are so small, about as small as what you'd find on a train or a you know airplane or something. 
why, uh, you know, on a bus, why couldn't they take out like the last two rows or one row and make it a little bit bigger um, instead of being so crunched up in there? You know, they're going to lose two seats, possibly four off of a bus. Big deal. How's that going to affect ridership for ease of comfort and all that, you know? Sorry, after reading that story, I need to take a drink of my adult beverage here. Just a second. Just another. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you'd think to kind of keep it clear for people using having to use a bus bathroom. Yeah, they could make them a little bit bigger. Well, I think that closes that shitty story. And we'll find out something. That is a pretty crappy story. <laughs> crappy, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Happy now, ass wipe. Well, on to bigger and better uh, things and less crappy stories. <laughs> story, anyway. I understand you have a story for us. But yeah, it was a pretty pretty interesting story that actually aired nationally about a passenger who was upset about something and they got up and I have no idea what their real intentions were, but they uh went over to the emergency exit and opened the uh opened the door when they were about 700 feet up in the air, so they weren't terribly high, but, you know, high enough where it'd be scary, especially for people sitting right near that door. Okay. He was subdued by a couple of people and, uh, and then ultimately arrested. But uh, what a freaky, what was going through his mind? What were you going to do at 700 feet because you're upset about something? Jump, you know? Yeah. I... D.B. Cooper? <laughs> I don't uh, know if he had that much money on him, though. I've heard of that several times that people have gone bonkers and tried to open emergency exits on airline flights. One of them was a, a, a TV star celebrity. I forget his name, hmm. but he had uh, him and another, I think he was a professional sports player, he and another... Uh, person that person had to subdue this passenger trying to open the exit on a flight, and I kind of wonder if a lot of those are due to alcohol and uh, a drug mix to try and get them through the flight. Yeah, this story said that the person told authorities he was feeling claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, well, he opens the door he's not claustrophobic he's got all kinds of space out there yeah he could. <laughs> definitely if he jumps off he's definitely got a lot of space yep exactly before he goes splat yeah this man was in his 30s and he was arrested in daegu airport in south korea so man. 700 feet in the air and oh it says as the plane was actually landing so couldn't you wait, you know, another couple hundred feet, you know, to get to the ground, you know, not have to open that door? 
How I wonder how many strange airline stories we could come up with, like, <laughs> uh, like the one, the, the the diaper one, and this one, and uh, people trying to be, bring their therapy pets. Wasn't there one that she tried to bring her peacock on on the flight, and <laughs> they said yeah. no. No, it, that's been a long time ago, but yep. Um, going back to the atten- uh, passengers attempting to stop them, they said that they attempted to, but uh, uh, they failed to prevent him from opening the emergency door. Some, so some people saw it happen and tried to intervene, but it was too late. He had opened that door, and you know, I was kind of wondering, well, if you open that door, wouldn't the uh, wouldn't the rubber, you know, landing mat and stuff pop out? I didn't see it. Look, I saw a picture and it didn't look like that actually had popped out. So I don't know if there's something else you have to trigger to make that happen. But man, can you imagine 700 feet in the air and then the that rubber piece, you know, popped out at you know a couple hundred miles an hour? That would have been uh, pretty bad. You would think if he got so high that the suction would just have pulled him out. Anyway, anyway, once he opened it. Yep. They charged him with violation of aviation security laws. Yeah, he should. What they tagged him for. Should get the book thrown at him, you know, when he realizes he put that many people at risk. Yep, exactly. You dick! What are you people? On dope? Well, now, CJ and I have a a story or stories about orca whales uh, causing havoc. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. It happened uh, over in the uh, area of Spain, the coast of Spain. Uh, They've apparently attacked and sunk three boats uh, off the coast of Spain, um, actually in an act of revenge that uh, experts worry other whales in their pod might copy. And kind of interesting, just reading into the story, it looks like they're teaching some of the younger uh, orcas how to do it. And uh, they say it's kind of shrinking down the story quite a bit here. It's uh, because of some of the orcas getting stuck in some of the fish nets and, and... fishing line and stuff like that and they're starting a revenge against the boaters and uh they'll come up and attack the rear of the ship and then uh, they'll bump it from the other side and uh they've crashed three of them so far sunk three of them i don't know what happened to the uh because it doesn't say it doesn't have to say what happened to the uh sailors on board but uh they say apparently it is uh it's caused because of the uh, kind of revolting against the uh, entanglements and whatnot over there. It's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, I, I watched some of these uh, uh, couples that live aboard their sailboats, and one of uh, the channels is called Sailing Atticus, and they were uh, going to Portugal, and they were talking about this thing that the orcas were going after these boats and they thought that uh, the orcas were just kind of playing with the boats but 
This doesn't sound like they were playing. No. <laughs> nope, this is actually... A lot of the Yorkos will just play with them, but apparently it just started one, with one small group that, you know, got fed up with being stuck in the uh, entanglements and stuff, and they said the young ones just watched what they were doing and kind of picked up on their behavior. And so it's kind of scary if others start doing that. Yeah, that could be growing because I have a story about uh, the orcas doing the same thing. Well, they, they sink another, uh, another boat in Europe. I don't know how many. Maybe the story says that. And the behavior is spreading. Experts say phenomenon may have started after a female killer whale had a traumatic encounter with a vessel at sea. A trio of orcas worked together to sink a yacht off the coast of Spain. Uh, the latest in the string of similar incidents involving the, the marine mammals and European boats. The three killer whales, one larger than the other two, rammed into the yacht on May 4th. Skipper... Werner Schaffelberger said in a media report published last week, the two little orcas observed the behavior, there you go, and uh, the technique with a slightly run-up, they too slammed into the boat. Uh, he told uh, a German's yacht magazine, the people aboard were all rescued, but the boat ultimately sank. Since 2020, there have been continuous reports of orcas having these kinds of interactions with boats in the Strait of Gibraltar and the waters around Spain's Galicia region. Uh, biologist Alfredo Lopez Fernandez of Portugal's University of Aveiro told Live Science. The researcher who co-authored a paper on the phenomenon published last year in the journal Marine Mammal Science told Live Science that he only knew of three instances since 2020 in which orcas had uh, fully sunk a boat. He also noted that a vast majority of vessels are left in peace, or in pieces, in 2022, Orca sank two sailboats, one in July and one in November, off the coast of Portugal. Yeah, that's where the uh, sailing Atticus was, uh, their boat was going, and they were a little nervous about that. In those cases, everyone was rescued, and there were no injuries, but the incidents can be jarring, even when the boats don't sink. Last year, yacht uh, passenger... Esther Christine Storkson described how a group of orcas near France started ramming the boat she was on, giving the impression of a coordinated attack. In 2020, British yacht captain David Smith said that six or seven orcas started slamming into his vessel for two hours. Six or seven? Boy, that must have been a sturdy boat. If wow, yeah, for sure. Apparently going for the rudder, yeah. That's uh, like if you had a spade rudder or something. Yep. They like toying with that. Both instances, the yachts did not sink and no one was injured. Researchers don't know for sure what, which, uh, what's 
prompting the behavior. But Lopez Fernandez told Live Science that some scientists suspect it all started when a female known as White Gladys had an initial collision or traumatic encounter involving a boat. The theory is that she then started exhibiting defensive behavior against vessels, which other orcas began to copy. That traumatized orca is the one that started this behavior of physical contact with the boat. While seafarers may not be pleased with the new orca fad, the animals appear to have gained quite a few fans on social media. Oh, brother. Hmm. Well, I think this about wraps up this episode of Infotainment. And I would like to thank CJ for sitting in on this episode. And also, if you'd like to check out my Facebook page, I do have some pictures of my new hobby, uh, magnetic fishing. And hopefully I'll have some stories about that in my next episode. And <laughs> it is a thing, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did not know it was a thing, but it is a thing where people go out and throw a magnet in the water and they bring out guns, ammo, and <laughs> just knives, all sorts of random stuff. And, well, these are some pretty sketchy areas that they go to, uh, maybe more so than I will be able to go to, but... It it should bring some interesting info to the masses. So if you want to check out some of these uh, people at uh, Magnetic Fish, they're on YouTube just to see all the things. There was one guy who uh, did a lot of it in Amsterdam, and they were pulling out bikes and safes. And Oh, yeah, they pull out a lot of safes. Most of them empty, but sometimes there's some things left behind, coins, you name it. And in a couple days, I'll be heading out to Deadwood, South Dakota. Hopefully not to come out, come, come out uh, actually with a dead wallet back to Worthington, Minnesota which is going to be hosting the windsurfing regatta this uh, weekend. So I'll be down for the music for that. Maybe take some audio of that celebration here in the great state of Minnesota. But I would like to say thanks for joining me on this episode. As I always say, have a great day today. And a happy ending tonight. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.